Hi, I'm Elisa Preston, and welcome to summer 2022. The summer is when I take a break from the regular rhythm of Praise Through It, and I turn it in to Praise Through It Together, a community extension of the podcast. Praise Through It is based on Philippians 4.8, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. My goal will always be to help you shine light into your daily life, to find the praiseworthy side of our daily struggles. In the summer, we listen to other people's stories of light and hope and praise. So it is perfect that we are starting with a musician named Kelly Haddock. She is hope personified. I say this in our interview, but she literally smiled the entire time we chatted, even when her earring fell straight off. She is a bright spot on anyone's day, and I know you're going to love this conversation. Kelly is a singer, a songwriter, a wife, and a mom. A former widow, Kelly has lived through tragedy and found hope and joy on the other side. Her emotive music draws from real-life stories of beauty, heartache, and hope. And I hope you enjoy listening to her story. Uh, Well, I'm so happy to be with my Instagram friend, Kelly Haddock. How are you? I am great, Elisa. It's good to be with you, too. We found each other a while ago, and it has just been so lovely. Kelly's Instagram is one of the happiest, brightest places that you will find, especially if you love pink. Is that right? Yes, pink is my brand. (laughs) I love it. Well, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so uh, my name is Kelly Haddock, and I am a hope giver, and I do that primarily through music. Um, I write songs that are pumping the hope to fuel your soul, and then I, as Elise already said, I am really passionate about showing up on Instagram and making your scroll more hope-filled and inspiring. Um, So that really matters to me as well. Oh, you do a great job of that. I stop every time I'm scrolling and I see you. And part of it is the bright colors. And then part of it is I know I will have a great message for my day. Oh, thank you. So you are a musician. That's what we're going to start talking about today. You have a new album that came out in April, correct? Yes, April 29th. These earrings, come on. <laughs> earrings fall off. It's okay. I had to squeeze mine today because I couldn't find any backs for them. So it's okay. Um, so it's called Orchids from Fire. Yes, Orchids from Fire. So tell us about that album. How I'm so interested in the whole process, the songwriting, the production, everything. So tell us all about it. Yeah. So um, my husband's on the board for the Nature Conservancy and Part of that means as a family, we get to do some really cool field trips to see their work. And there is a, uh, we live in Orlando. And so Disney and the Nature Conservancy partnered together to, um, for this huge conservation area and preserve. So we were touring there a couple years ago. And the, the ranger told us that whenever there's a, a fire in this, in this preserve, the first thing that grows are orchids. Grows, grows, yes, not goes. G R O W S. G R O W S. So after a fire, the first thing that grows are orchids, and you see their bright pops of purple color against the black ashes. 
because orchids need a lot of nitrogen to grow. Okay. That's what they thrive on. And when there's a fire, it, it puts a lot of nitrogen back into the soil. That's and so those are the first thing that rises up out of the fire. And so um, as we talk today, I'm sure uh, we'll cover that I've experienced a few significant fires in my life. And I've experienced God's incredible redemption on the other side of that. And, um, you know, there's a scripture that talks about he'll give us beauty for ashes. And so to me, we see these lessons of, of God's word all throughout nature. And this is just a beautiful example of beauty for ashes, you know, um, fire. The, the title track says fire doesn't claim the end of your story. It's not the end. It's only beginning. Fire doesn't claim the end of your story. It's not the end. It's still being written. And that's what this whole record is really about is how um, it, it, it speaks to the honesty of the struggle, but in a way that points to hope, mm-hmm. that points to the hope giver, which mm-hmm. is Christ and the redemption he brings and the promise he gives to be with us in the fire, mm-hmm. to carry us through the fire and to work all things together for our good. Gosh, what a great picture that orchids, I mean, popping up from the ashes. That is fascinating. And what a beautiful picture God gave you to just start writing. So did you start writing back then? Like, did it just like stir the fire or was that recent? No, it was really interesting. Um, You know, during the pandemic, uh, it was, I wasn't doing shows. I wasn't, you know, life slowed down for me just like it did for everybody else. And, um, and a lot of my content before then was like, hey, I'm out doing the show or hey, that's, you know, and so I had to get really creative with content. And I was looking back through old blogs I was, I had written. And um, I came across this blog I had written after that day, which was a few years ago. And I was like, oh, I should like revisit that. And so in revisiting that, our, our family, um, our daughter actually had, uh, we all had COVID early on and our daughter was one of the very, very few that got um, really, really sick. I mean, most kids were fine, but our daughter was in and out of the hospital for a year um, Mm -hmm. with complications that kind of came after COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was really, really hard. And I have a whole song and blog about that. If you're interested, it's called Even When. Yeah, we'll link Um, that for sure. Okay, thanks. And then, um, so really right as I was revisiting this blog and kind of coming out of that fire, my husband went in for kind of a routine check on his heart. He's young, healthy, fit, thin, Mm -hmm. doesn't fit any of the profiles you would imagine for having heart troubles. Um, But it turned out that um, he needed quintuple heart bypass surgery. And there were five, five. Yeah. There were severe complications. So the surgery that should have taken four or five hours took 14 hours because when they finished it opened back up and they had to go in and do the whole thing again. So he basically had heart surgery twice in one day. Wow. And I was already a widow. Um, and yeah. we can talk more about that, uh, as uh, in our conversation, but here I was staring down the barrel of being a widow again mm-hmm. and realizing that that reality was on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, when I'm praying and pacing the halls of the hospital, it wasn't like God was like, oh, everything's going to be okay, Kelly. But it was like, oh no, my faithfulness is not contingent on what happens. Mm -hmm. I'm going to provide for you, whether your husband survives or not, I'm going to provide for you, 
no matter what happens, because I am faithful. That's who I am. That's not what I do. And Uh, such an important distinction. It is because we so often, you know, especially like if somebody gets through something hard, you're like, oh, God was faithful to you to do blah, 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 you know, and, and maybe it's just the limits of our own English language. Um, But I think a lot of it is we tie what happens to, to God and his goodness and his faithfulness Mm -hmm. when, when he's going to be faithful and take care of us, even if what happens isn't the thing we hope would happen or want to happen. And um, so thankfully my husband did survive, but he had a really, really long, hard road of recovery because one heart surgery is a lot, two and one. Sure. Um, and, and anyway, so um, I, I came home and sort of as I was walking through his recovery, which was a solid six month process, I was writing these songs. And some of them were songs to our daughter who was also recovering. Some of these songs were to my husband who uh, was struggling in a lot of ways, emotionally and spiritually through that recovery. And, and then part of them were, were for me to mm-hmm. as um, just trying to cling to God and, and, and faith through that. And then part of it is, is kind of this outflowing of what I do on Instagram, which is like, I'm showing up as your biggest cheerleader. And so mm-hmm. you kind of get all of these different kind of perspectives. I feel like there's a song on the album to meet you through whatever, like if you're having the best day of your life, I got a song for you. <laughs> your life, I got a song for you. I love and it. It's like songs that meet you in the speechlessness of life to help provide words and engage your heart um, with the heart through that. I'm, I'm writing that down. Songs that meet you in the speechlessness of life. What, I mean, how true is that? There are moments that we just can't find the words or don't have the words or don't want to find the words because maybe finding them sounds too scary or feels too scary. Right. Yeah. And so music just meets us. Yeah. You, I'm sure you've all have those songs that like you've heard and you're like, oh my goodness, that's like exactly what I'm thinking or that's exactly what I'm feeling. And and those songs become our soundtracks that carry Mm -hmm. us through seasons. Those are the songs we put on repeat. I, I had a focus group listen to the masters of the record and I sent it out to 30 people. And what was so surprising and deeply encouraging was that everybody's favorite songs were like completely different. I mean, every single song oh, cool. and was meeting people in different ways. And um, so that, that was just really encouraging. That is so cool. So you wrote these while you were in the middle of your own fire. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way they're not filled with heart and truth and just stuff that's so relatable. You know, that's what musicians like you are so good at is drawing out the deep, deepest parts of us and just helping us, helping us feel better, helping us know that we're not alone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you're, can we go to the hope giver part? Cause that fuels, right? Everything you do. So it fueled this whole album. You want us to feel hope no matter what part of the fire we're in. Um, so when did that start? So one of my mentors is Sarah Groves. I don't know if you know her music. Um, 
she's another musician that I absolutely adore. And she's really taken me under her wing as, as an artist, a younger artist. And, and when I did a concert for her community a couple years ago, she was just so gracious in her feedback. And she said, seeing you live is like being hit with a tsunami of hope. Oh. I don't think I had recognized that gift I had, but she saw it in me and kind of called it out of me. Okay. It was hard to even receive and step into it then. That was a few years ago. But I think in the last year, all we've walked through, and um, I, I get to do podcast interviews a lot. And um, I was doing an interview with another podcast and she was like, wow, you've had more than your share of suffering. And I was like, no. Well, maybe, but I feel like I've had more than my share of experiencing God's healing and redemption. Mm -hmm. And I think when I just sort of shifted the lens of like, oh, it's not like, woe is me. I've had so much hardship. It's like, oh, wow, is God for getting me through so much hardship. And I just realized that the gift, I, sometimes I think God trusts us with tragedy and suffering Mm -hmm. because he wants us to be able to use that to help others. And um, God's like the ultimate judo master. He's like flipping <laughs> everything back around. And I, love it. Um, I, I think I just sort of realized that I don't want my story to be wasted. And the, what's come out of my story is when people hear what God's brought me through, they feel hope. And I realized that part of what I'm called to do is to shine the light that God's given me in a way that what he's brought me through, just the fact that I'm still standing points to hope and symbolizes mm-hmm. the hope that he gives. And what I love, uh, I mean, what I love about that lens shift is it takes hope and the carrying of that message. It takes it from a very muted color to the very brightness, very bright color, which is you, right? Like there is no other message of hope I see on Instagram that is as bright, literally as bright as the colors that you use. And I just think that's such a great visual. I mean, it should be bright. It should be out loud, you know, and it should be felt like right in your face so that it dives deep, deep down into your heart. Yeah. Thank you. The, the last song in the album is called Shine. Oh, perfect. On this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But the chorus Mm -hmm. says, shine like you're made to push the boundaries of love across the sky and shine like you're made to illuminate the joy that's in this night. Because when you shine, you give the world a glimpse of heaven. And um, I think that that's God. God says, hide under a bushel. No, like he put a unique and powerful and beautiful light in each of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're made to do, to illuminate the night, to, to light up the darkness, because the world is dark around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we, we are called to let the light of his love shine and ooze out through us. Mm-hmm. I love it. And like you said, you've had experience with it, that you were a widow before. So we don't have to talk a lot about it um, because it's, you know, this album is really seems to be more about these last couple of years for you. Um, I also know that listeners would love to hear how you moved through it the first time. And I do have a question that involves uh, grief and discerning moving forward. So uh, would it be okay? Would you mind sharing that story with our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, And 
I like, like you said, Elisa, we're not going to go too in depth on that now, but I have done a ton of podcast interviews. They're on my website. Um, so if that's something you are going through or know somebody who's going through that and want to dive deeper, um, you can visit my website. Um, I and I'll link have, that as well. And yeah, uh, a, that beautiful a, party project surprise. What's the thank yeah, you project? Thank you project. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't I, I'll, I'll sum up the thank you project and that's a good way to sort of touch on the story. So my husband, my first husband and our baby boy and I were in a horrific car accident and my husband was severely injured and um, he was killed instantly in the accident and our, our baby boy was severely injured and we were life flighted to um, Arnold Palmer Hospital where um, he fought for his life and had an incredible team of doctors um, help save him. And mm-hmm. so the doctor said if he lived, he'd probably never walk, talk, or show emotion. And um, he is 17 and healthy and full mm-hmm. of emotion and energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does have special needs, um, but in so many ways, the special needs just make him more special. Mm-hmm. So I was a widow for five years and married my current husband and he adopted Eli uh, when Eli was five and we have two more kids. So we have three kids total. So when Eli was turning 10, we were just playing in the yard and blowing bubbles. And it was one of those sweet moments where we were just enjoying Eli and his baby brother and baby sister. And it was like, life was perfect. And it was hard to imagine during those years as a widow, life ever being perfect again. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, gosh, wouldn't it be so cool to tell the doctors and nurses who helped save Eli's life, like the story now, like what, mm-hmm. how beautiful it is now. And so he was like, that'd be so cool. How could we find him? Well, we didn't really know. Um, I actually made a record in Mandarin Chinese that we released in Hong Kong for, um, 3,000 pastors there at a pastor's conference. You and, speak Mandarin? Uh, I do not. I had a language coach. Um, the organization we were working with provided a translator and a language coach to help me through amazing. Uh, yeah, that amazing. project. So that's a whole other conversation, but sure. it, it relates to this. So we, I was going into the studio um, to record the album, which was probably the hardest thing I've ever done as far as professionally. Sure. And um, we were having a worship and prayer night before then. And so a bunch of friends gathered to just sort of pray about this project and worship together. And a friend brought a friend that we didn't know. And so this friend had a million questions, like, why are you making an album in Chinese? Like what, you know, what's going on? So I tell him, and in the course of that, I say, I said about my story and, oh, and we'd love, you know, 10 year anniversaries coming up. We'd love to find the doctors and thank them. And he literally like falls off our couch at this point, And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I work for that hospital and my job is to make um, promo videos for the hospital. And he said the 25th anniversary for the hospitals coming up and this story would be perfect to kind of feature to celebrate oh. the hospital. And I love how that's all connected because, you know, it's so much of life when you're paying attention, you just see the tapestry of golden threads that got yes. these through. Um, so anyway, long story short, we, um, the hospital provided the film crew and helped us connect with all the doctors. So we thanked over 30 medical professionals. We spent six months doing the project, 
It was hours and hours and hours of footage that is summed up in a five minute, nicely packaged video. Yes. Very nice. Very tearing, tearing. You're going to cry the whole time. The Today Show picked up our story and sent their own crew. So we were on the Today Show on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving morning, the last slot right before the Macy's Day Parade, which is their biggest viewership of the year. Wow. And then the story went viral after that. Um, so it's had over 150 million views since then. And it's just incredible to see how God has used that to encourage um, a multitude of people. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so my question in that, I mean, that's how I, that's how I found you. I mean, I didn't find you that way, but when I found you, that was one of the first things I saw because I saw you had said something about the thank you project. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I just dug until I found it and then just found that so interesting. And the fact that you went through that and now I see you with big, bold, bright colors and, you know, your family and your husband. And so, you know, imagining that entire arc, um, I just wondered what it's like to discern God's voice, what it's like to discern the hope that God gives through a situation like that, through your daughter recovering from COVID, through your husband's, I can't say the word quint. Quintuple. Quintuple. Oh, I can't say the word. Uh, Quintuple bypass surgery. What, like practically, what does that look like? What is it? What did that feel like to you? Was it a choice? What? Tell me about it, please. Well, I do believe first and foremost that hope is a choice, just like Mm -hmm. faith, choice, and all those, all of those things. They're not emotions. If we just sit and wait till we feel hope or Mm -hmm. wait till we fuel faith, like you're just going to be disappointed and waiting forever. Now God can do anything, but he, he allows us to have the power of choice um, Mm -hmm. because he wants us to choose to love him um, in response to him loving us first. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do believe it's a choice, but um, I've I've got a song on um, one of my records I released a few years ago. The record's called Wild Love and the song is called Roots. Um, and it's, it's about Psalm one and our roots sinking down deep into the stream. And, um, the, the end of the chorus says from what's unseen comes all good things. And I really believe that what we do in our quiet time, I have a prayer closet, what we do in those places where no one's watching between us and the Lord, that's where our battles are fought. That's where hope is won. And that's where hope is given and received and chosen And um, we just cannot neglect that time apart with the Lord. That quiet time is everything, that communing with him. um, That is where my strength comes from, is sitting at his feet and soaking in his presence. Um, And so when my husband was wheeled into the surgical room, that morning of his heart surgery. And of course, I didn't know things were going to go wrong. I didn't know it'd be 14 hours. I didn't know what I was getting into. And it all happened so fast, even knowing he was going to need to have surgery. It was just like, oh, here we are. We're doing this right now. Um, So I, I kissed him goodbye, watched his bed wheel down the hall. And I went into the bathroom and just broke down crying and just Mm -hmm. like, Lord, I need you (laughs) more than ever right now. And, and it was interesting because I realized that 
that moment was not the moment to like all of a sudden start praying and like drawing near to God. Like you don't, you don't start learning how to play football the day you're going to play the Super Bowl, right? Oh, gotcha. Your entire life. Those football players have trained their entire life to be ready for the Super Bowl. So I felt like that was kind of what God and I had walked through. Like everything we'd gone through together, all the quiet times, all the tears, all the prayer, all the moments of seeing him provide and be faithful prepared me for that Super Bowl moment of, of my life that I was entering into with him. So God and I were like solid. We were good. It was like, all right, like I, I know I'm yeah. with you in this and you're with me and we're going to, we're going to do this. And so I just want to encourage you listening. Don't neglect even the quiet times that are brutally quiet, where you don't hear God, where you don't feel his presence, where you aren't, aren't getting a word, whatever that is, continue to show up because that is growing your roots down deep so that when that storm comes, you will not be moved. Oh, that is really powerful. I have nothing to add there. That's perfect. I love it. I mean, you're so right. You're up. The, what is the quote? The day to fix the roof is not when it's raining. The day to fix the oh, yeah, roof is when the sun is shining, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like yeah. that. Just get your heart ready. Mm-hmm. Get your heart ready. I love it. When did you get started in music? Um, I've been making music my whole life. When my grandmother died when I was 10 years old, I wrote a song and it's it said something like, my grandmother's chair, empty and bare, she isn't there. I walk in her kitchen, wish I could smell her chicken. Oh. Nothing there. Something like, it's okay to laugh. It was hilarious. And it's amazing. adorable. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was always using music to process life. Yeah. Yeah. And always writing songs and I'm classically trained on piano and voice. Okay. Um, private lessons for 13 years before my own career yeah. has taken off. Where are you from originally? Um, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, you're, you're from Florida. Florida all the way. Yep. Born and bred. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, well, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before we get going? Make sure you tell them all about, say, say the name of your album again, and tell us where we can find you and all that jazz. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Orchids from Fire, it's, it's a pop album. It's full of energy, strings, beats, emotive lyrics. Um, it's anthems that will get you up and get you going and ballads that will have you weeping um, and everything in between. So um, I hope you love it. I hope you listen to it. And if you do, please share it with other people who would love it. And um, follow me on Instagram at Kelly Haddock Music. I hope to see you there and would love to be friends and connect. You can listen to my album anywhere you listen to music. It's, it's distributed worldwide on all the major streaming platforms. So whatever platform you're on, you'll find orchids from fire there too. Well, thank you so much, Miss Hope Giver. I can't wait for people to hear this and just feel the hope that you give. You have literally smiled this entire time. Like you have, you just smile when you're talking and you're, you talk through your smile and it's so beautiful. It's really beautiful to watch uh, that you live out your message and you can tell that the Lord has just got your heart wrapped up and it's cool. He is cool. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kelly. 
Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Elisa Preston. I love connecting there. And you can head there to connect with Kelly too. You won't want to miss her bright colors and her daily messages of hope. During the summer, we will have two podcasts a week for you, Mondays and Thursdays. So join us this Thursday for the next Praise Through It Together. Wishing you a week of bright, bright hope. I'll see you next time.